from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Another episode of Zula Filtered, man, will turn from the summer break. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you for uh, checking in on our episodes over the, the months, days, years, weeks, the whole shebang, man. Um, uh, We had our, our, our weekly, uh, I guess you could say we have a, we take a bye week every three months or so just to get a, a break from sports production and sharing these fan uh, contents that we have done for the last eight years here on the Blue Blue Show. And, and, and I like the fact that I could lead off into another subset of, episodes talking for our teams, our core teams, or the leagues, week in and week out, leading with like uh, kind of like off the skelter uh, with around other sports, things that we normally do not get into. And this is, this is part of the reason why I uh, have started this Azul Unfiltered in 2022, because there's things that are on, on my mind that I would like to get off my chest, but can't really necessarily get it off on a baseball episode or hockey, football, or or basketball. There's things that are sports-related, and I want to have them or have a say. And and I actually want to get a forum, and I think I'm going to find a way to get the sports podcasters, stakeholders to come join in on that conversation as well. We have a nice, respectful dialogue. And, and chop it up, man, because, listen, let me, let me tell you something. And I was telling offline to another uh, person who wanted to start their own podcast. This is the era of podcasting, for sure. Um, definitely since the start of COVID. This is really it really took off and boomed for pretty, a lot of people. A lot of people were sitting at home, not doing shit. A lot of people, because, you know, the world was shut down. And people wanted to do something. They have a vision. They have a dream. They have a say. And there's always something with me that I try to tell everybody. Everybody should have a voice. I always say that, right? I, I say, if you are a type of guy or gal, if you're into, it doesn't have to be sports. It could be sports. It could be health, food, traveling, uh, TV shows, whatever you do, whatever you desire, your passion, you should have a voice. And if you have a passion to put your voice out at the frequency, whatever, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, you should do it. I encourage I tell people all the time, if you wanted to start your own sports podcast or whatever platform you want to do, you know, why not? Like, I am a firm believer in free speech. I am a firm believer of the everyday individual having a say. See, this is the reason why we do what we do here on this platform when we started this shit eight years ago or so, or whenever it would have about eight years ago, right? I told sports fans, or actually I told Chris before we even went on, you've heard me utter these words over the years. We do this because we were tired of hearing what the mainstream media, these uh, these pundits, sports pundits, uh, always thinking they had the ultimate say over what the everyday fan has just because they were on TV. It was not a necessary, it's not, it wasn't about fans being jealous, but we are sports fans, too, and we know what we're seeing. And the formula is pretty much simple here on the Bleed Blue Show, especially with our teams. And, you know, I get on sports fans' asses, like, if you did not see it again, don't call in. Like, we want to hear what you saw. 
that's pretty much what it is. Give us your opinion on what you saw during the games, whether it's the Giants, whether it's the Yankees, the Knicks, Rangers, whether it's, you know, uh, playoffs, uh, finals, whatever. Just react to what you watch. You are more than free of charge or free, period, to come on to this platform and voice your opinion. And and, and I, I'm a firm believer in that. So without being said, there's, there's a few, several topics I want to get across. Um, you know, soccer, uh, you know, hiring of the uh, front office of the Las Vegas Raiders, the Major League Baseball All-Star game. Uh, I saw rumblings of trying to return uh, after it left uh, the Atlanta area a year ago because of so you know social political things. I'm gonna touch on that. Uh, I think the big news this past weekend uh, with Brittany Griner pleading guilty. See, these are topics I can't get to um, during the week because we we're, we have a dedication to rep the KGYR, Knicks, Giant, Yankee, Rangers, baseball, hockey, football, uh, basketball. We that, That's our core. That's our bread and butter. And then in between that, we've made it fun, talking stakeholders, uh, stakeholder um, spotlights. You know, this is where we feature the everyday sports fan, you know, what their passions, what they like, the drive them, what players they hate. I mean, those, you, know, you can hear those episodes in the archives of the Blue Blue Show. You go to BlueBlueShow.com or, or, or Blog Talk Radio, they hear that. Like, you're not going to find nothing as passionate when it comes to a sports fan level than a Blue Blue Show, especially with the New York City team. That's just the, that's just the fact. But uh, let's start with the soccer because it's something um, we've been trying to get into for a little bit. Just, you know, I, I, listen, I got to tell you something. Major League Soccer, in my opinion, is sort of underrated in this country, okay? I, I don't think it gets this just due uh, like it does. And I'm not sure if it's the lack of marketing or just the lack of interest as a whole in the sport, maybe because a lot of people are here in this country and focus on the, the Premier League, which is a fantastically and more superiorly, I give you that. But I do think the last six, seven years, Major League Soccer, the MLS has taken – steps in the right direction to it's, – it's almost to me like a second sport in this country in America. I, I really believe that. I, um, I try to watch Major League Soccer maybe on the weekends, like only once a weekend. I don't have a team. I'm not tied to NYCFC to defend the champs. I'm not tied to the Red Bulls out in Harrison, New Jersey. I can definitely watch Major League Soccer objectively – just like I do college sports or college football in particular, because college football, I don't have a squad that I root for. I watch all the conferences. That's just, man, I know I should add that to the table. I mean, my, let me write that down so I don't forget that UCLA, USC shit with the Big Ten. Let me, that's got to, I got to talk about that. Let me, I should have added that too. I'll, I'll try to get to that at the end. But Major League Soccer, the MLS, to me, is very underrated in sports enthusiasm, uh, sports representation in this country. And um, let me go through the ways. Number one, first of all, I got to say this. I like the expansion of a, a lot of these teams coming to the league over the last five, six years. You have Nashville. You have Cincinnati. You have um, uh, the Austin team. You've got the new team in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, they added the, uh, the extra team in L.A., the LAFC team. Uh, on top of the galaxy. Uh, to me, soccer 
It's fun to attend. If you have not been to an MLS game, I would highly recommend going there. The tickets are very affordable. And no, MLS is not paying me to promote the MLS. I'm just talking from a sports fan perspective of engaging and going to talk and, and, and rep and, and have a good time. You know, life, life is about having a good time. Of course, you got to, you know, take care of your daily responsibilities, go to work, pay your bills. Outside of that, go out and enjoy life and get experience and add MLS to your experience on during the, during the day or weekends or whenever the games are played. First, I got to say this. I was watching the game over the, uh, on Friday, uh, Philadelphia versus D.C., and I mean, this is uncanny, right? Philadelphia, I, how do you get <laughs> seven goals, seven goals in a game? Um, that's, that, you don't see that too often, and I was really in, 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 moved by that. I tweeted about that. Uh, with Philadelphia getting uh, the United Philadelphia United getting seven goals or uh, seven nothing shutout, seven nil, right? Um, I, I just find that fascinating because in most sports in, in basketball that's like losing this, like that, that's like losing by sixty, or in hockey like probably the equivalent like like probably even better, worse in soccer. Right? Hockey is probably like nine to one or something like that. But you know I was watching the game on Friday and watching Philadelphia run all over DC United. And, you know, I try to catch games as I can. And, and I'm telling you, the sports fan experience with Major League Soccer, um, the tailgating is actually underrated, man. I'm telling you, it is popping. Um, I'm, I'm trying to make it my business. I probably have to do it next year to hit some of these games on the road. Neutral sites, because like I said, I don't have a squad. I don't have a team that... You know, yeah, I'll, I'll okay locally pull for the NYCFC or the Rebels. I, I don't have multiple teams, so you know that's that's against fan one on one. That's just treasonous, right? You pick one team, you rep it, or I'll just do the opposite: pick no teams and just watch it and enjoy it for fucking what it is. Um, two teams in LA, you got the teams in Canada, uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Uh, right now, um. The two teams in, in New York are at the top of the standings, you know. Uh, they're having a phenomenal phenomenal year. The defending champs is out like a point behind the Red Bulls. And the Philadelphia, as you can see, like I just said, you know, had a, has been on fire, you know, destroying the lowly D.C. United team, you know, who's at the bottom of the league in points with Chicago, right? So I, I really, you know, first of all, it's like football tailgaters, right? I like the flexibility of MLS, right? Most games on Sun, or most games for the NFL. I'm, I'm gonna comp- compare football to the soccer because of the rate of the game. Because the games are usually once every week or once every two weeks. It's really sporadic, but normally you know well in advance you can actually get to a game plan around it. You can even actually tailgate for it, and, and it's pretty popping. You know, you can do that in Jersey. You could do that uh, in Orlando. I, I saw that in Orlando before. I've seen the old oh, Miami team out in Broward County. Broward County, Florida. The new team in Austin, that's fantastic. Uh, the Dynamo in Houston. Uh, even a couple of years ago when I was in Los Angeles, right, I, I saw, uh, the, you know, the L.A. teams were, both L.A. teams were pretty good. Uh, the, the Galaxy and the LAFC FC, uh, FC team that plays down in Carson. Uh, you, you could definitely find fun fan events, man. 
Um, I've been to a couple of games in Atlanta. You know, I, I've been uh, – I want to try to get to a game in uh, Charlotte or Nashville. Uh, and I remember even a couple of years ago uh, when I was in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati was building the new stadium, the new soccer stadium for that soccer team in Cincinnati. Uh, and, you know, Columbus has, for the last several years, I know they kind of took a step in, a, you know, took a step backwards, uh, kind of a middle-of-the-pack team this year. But for the last couple of years, Columbus was running shit. They were always at the top of the East, you know, uh, with uh, the Atlantas and the Red Bulls. So um, it's growing. It's uh, not international, but you've got the Canadian influence. You may see it. You, we may see a time we might see a Mexi- like a Mexi- Mexico City team. Might as well get the, another uh, country involved in North America with the United States and Canada. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's fun to watch. I mean, people may think soccer is boring. To me, I actually look at it like chess. Look at soccer as strategic. It's a will of endurance. You have to be in phenomenal top shape, obviously, because you have a running clock. It's, you know, the guys have to be fit to kick the ball, be in position, be on side, to attack, uh, to defend. The crowd is are electric with their chance. I'm telling you, go to a MLS game at some point in your life. At least give it a chance at an affordable price. It's a growing sport, man. It really is. I think at this point right now, because they're probably bigger than the WNBA, as much as the networks try to push the WNBA. Uh, the WNBA, I know they got their all-star weekend this weekend, right? Um, to me, MLS is bigger. I, I, I'm going to give you another dynamic why I think it's bigger. Because people like competition. Or the, the best uh, people at its uh, competition. And meaning, how do I say it like this? Uh, soccer... It's very competitive, maybe not Premier League competitive, but competitive to the, expo- to, the, to the price point of what people are willing to pay. Matter of fact, like just compared to um, baseball, like baseball to me is a little bit dying, but they have a lot of TV network money that's really funding a lot of these teams to keep them alive. Uh, this is why a lot of these guys still get the big contracts because of the television money. Baseball don't, doesn't pack out stadiums coast to coast. I mean, you could look at games in Kansas City, Oakland, Cincinnati. There, nobody's going to these games because the teams stink, all right? However, because soccer, the, lot of, most of the stadiums are smaller and more affordable, and it's a great way instead, you know, like the rate of the games plays into it just like the NFL, where you could go to a game once a week, once every two weeks, and on a random Saturday, Sunday, or even during the week, and, and, and get ready for another game a week or two later. Uh, there are long seasons, but the games are spaced out. And, you know, right now at this point, a lot of the teams have played like 19, 20 games. And this is since, what, February, March-ish. So you, you could definitely have a lot of time. You could bring family and friends to go to these games. I'm telling you, I'm not done with this topic with the MLS. Um, as far as I'll touch on it on, on another Azul filter when I get more to it with the competitive teams in the East. Uh, you know, you got the Montreal. Remember Toronto was running, you know, had a good year last year, but they kind of fell to the wayside. I, I, I want to say one thing, man, and I, and I saw um, on the MLS uh, some of the, the bloggers, I, you know, this is where kind of the research gets to it. 
And, you know, there's controversy in MLS, you know, players calling out front offices like Joseph Martinez, who was recovering from his ACL injury with the ATL uh, Atlanta United. Remember, they won, the, uh, they won it in 2018. They had a very good team that year, right? Um, you also have uh, Carlos Salcedo, uh, his return to Toronto. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, lot of dramas and a lot of um, – in particular, you're just not going to see because you can't cover everything in sports. Like, we live in this country. Everybody relies on ESPN for the most part, Sheep SPN, to get their sports highlights and polit- uh, not even political, but sports commentary. But they never cover soccer unless you've got to go to ESPN2. you got to go to Fox Sports. But listen, man, these are there are people out there just like me, Steve, right? There's the guys and gals like there who are doing sports podcasts on their individual MLS teams. Go and just do a Google search and just open up your mind to what people are saying. You may get it keen to the liking. You may want a second sport on top of Major League Baseball. Remember, the NBA Summer League is only about two weeks long, and as, as well as I think they have done year to year, putting that in Vegas, and this will continue to grow. I'm telling you, MLS is right behind it, man. It really is. Um, so if, as far as MLS, uh, Drew Easy is an excellent player for uh, Austin and Ferreira uh, for Dallas. Uh, Thompson Goals and Castellanos, Castellanos for the defending champion New York City FC club with you know leading the league in goals and 12 goals defensively uh, as far as uh, uh, pass interceptions. Token for the Red Bulls has, has done his thing. He's tops there with Carrancho out of Montreal and. For bomb in DC, I'm telling you, I, like you got to watch one game, you know, week to week. I saw Charlotte. I'm trying to, I try to see everybody, you know, give a gauge on how everybody plays. Uh, the Chicago Fire, Nashville, the new Nashville team in Charlotte, the new Charlotte team. I saw a game versus, you know, them when they played it, a home game, and, and they played their games at the Panther Stadium in Charlotte, downtown or uptown Charlotte. So the Portland Timbers and the Philadelphia Union man, who you know they, uh, you know it's good. It's, it's pretty. They're pretty good, man. I I would highly recommend it for real, for real. So I'll touch up on Major League Soccer and I'll uh, get to it at another time. I want to dive into another topic, okay? Somewhat controversial because you're not gonna hear you're not gonna hear it a bolder stance or a bold or an elephant in the room. Uh, with the hiring of the Raiders, uh, the first black female uh, president in the NFL, which is, you know, I mean, it's an accomplishment in the sense, of course, you know, like congratulations, uh, you know, to that, you know, to Sandra Douglas Morgan. Now, I had to research her and get, you know, more perspective locally in the Las Vegas market. And I, I think it's a strategic mar- uh, a strategic hire because, She's a, an attorney, a city attorney for a lot of years in the city of Las Vegas. Now, let's, let's put this in a perspective of Las Vegas, gambling, sports betting. She may have a good keen of the ins and outs on that aspect. So in that angle, the sports hiring makes a lot of sense due to her experience as an attorney in the city of Las Vegas. Uh, with the game, you know, with the Nevada Game and Control Board. So I read and did some research on her. So it makes sense why, in this particular case, with 
the Las Vegas, uh, you know, uh, the Las Vegas um, Raiders hiring Sandra Douglas Morgan, you know, with, with, with Mark Davis hiring. I get it. It makes sense. You know, she has, uh, you know, she's a, of course with the Caesars, uh, the, the attorney with the uh, Legion Travel and Caesar Entertainment. She has ties and connections that when you play sports in that particular sports city in Las Vegas where there's a lot of gambling and especially where we're going to in a ways of uh, 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 sports betting, flat out sports betting makes sense, right? So here's my beef with the, uh, with the, 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 the announcement of the hire. Here's, here's my beef. Not, this has nothing to do with her. This is more about the media to me because this is why I don't watch a lot of media, right? They could have, got more in depth, and they probably will at a future date, why she was hired. You know, don't make it necessarily about her being the first black woman, first black this, first woman that. Just say she's qualified for the position because of her experience. That's where it should have gone from the get-go when they made the announcement on all these networks, but from ABC to Sheep SPN, uh, NPR, whatever, you know. Just say, like, of her experience, because she is qualified. She's qualified. Uh, her ties to the city of Las Vegas as an attorney, and it makes sense from that angle. But you didn't get that perspective because they wanted to push this color, push this gender shit, this first color, first gender shit onto everyday fans, and nobody kind of pushbacks on it. Nobody checks it. Nobody says nothing. And I have a problem with that. And it's not because it's her, and she can't control her, 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 um, uh, you know, how she's born and, and and her race and all that. All that is fine and dandy because of her experience alone should qualify her for the position, and that's what should have been said and promoted when you made the announcements on 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 these TV networks why she was hired. Okay, but here's my other biggest problem. Like I'm I'm tired, and this is more so in physical contact sports and mostly all of them, right? But in the NFL, I, okay, if you're going to do this TV networks, if you're going to do this uh, pundits on these debate shows and all this other shit, because you're not saying the Captain Obvious shit, all right? You're not saying the obvious. Here's the obvious. Call us or call Steve, call me, or let us know all the, the everyday fans, sports fans, when if you're going to promote her being uh, the first black this or first female that or double down on both, let me know when she's strapping up on the pad. Meaning, I want to see the day, and it's never going to happen in my lifetime because I just can't see it. Or if there's somebody in the junior high ranks approaching college and plays competitively in college football and is that damn good, call me when, if you're going to promote this first black this, first female that, or first black female this, or first black that, let me know when they actually strap on the pads and they're going to make a fucking tackle or, or sack a quarterback or defend the pass, line up against a wide receiver or, or line up against a cornerback. Let me know when they're doing that because that's what I think the elephant in the room and all this fake news, it, it is a, it's exaggerated news. Let me know when they're going to do that. Because sports is about competition. Like, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I said we are about talking about what we see on the field, the rink, the ice, whatever, the court, 
of play with teams, players against players, mano y mano. That's what the bread and butter of this platform has always about, and pretty much what it's always going to be about until we no longer go into resistance, whenever that's going to be. We're not really here for a while, right? But let me know when the first black this or female that is strapping on the football pad. Because they make it seem like she's going to uh, take over for uh, Khalil Mack and shit for outside linebacker. Or, or is going to play, play behind Max Crosby. You know what I'm saying? In the, in, in the Oakland Ra- or the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, the, you know, defensive backfield. You know? Like, that's when that's really real news. Like, that's when we're going to see some real shit. The actual sisters making some fucking tackles, 40, 50 tackles a year. Uh, coming in on third down, third and eight, and third and nine. That, that's news to me. Then you have a guy like myself, or put the gender aside, a sports fan's attention. I'm just getting tired of the fucking red herring bullshit news shits, man. And it's not, like I said, it's not about her being a first, you know, like you have, you know, men and women in the front office. Kudos, whoop de woo, who gives a flying fuck? Right? Who gives a shit? Let me know when they're going to be making tackles, when they're going to be sacking quarterbacks, playing punk coverages. Uh, anything outside of kicking the field goal has my attention. I want to see, you know, I don't give a damn about first female coach or first coach this. Don't get this misconstrued because, you know, people like to take a, a, con- a piece of context and spin it to something and what it really is. It's about who's tackling, who's going to make catches and touchdown passes, and she's going to be a quarterback, catching uh, balls from the quarterback, receptions for the quarterback, in-line blocking as a tight end, hell, even blocking as an offensive lineman, or even as a running back, uh, some Marcus Allen type shit, Earl Campbell breaking tackles, getting to the second level with somebody pulling on your jersey. I, I'm, I'm just tired of this fucking shit with these type of goofy these are not even they're stories, but they're not they're stories for the wrong reasons. And I'm tired of this shit. And this is why sports podcasters like myself, the Bleed Blue Show, and other sports podcasters who created their platforms that have a voice to talk about this shit and not get censored or fucking cancel cultured in the in the, in the society that we live in. All right, that I have to say that because I, I'm just really tired of the bullshit. This is bullshit. See, this, here's the difference between what when Jackie Robinson, when he took the field for the Brooklyn Dodgers, versus, you know, all these other weak stories about first coach, you know, first coach this, first executive that, you know. We know what sports is. Sports is about competitive shit on the field. Yeah, you've got people who are going to be picking these players and hiring these players and getting them to sign contracts with their agents. We want to talk about who's making the tackles. We want to talk about who's making these catches and touchdowns. In basketball, who's ducking the ball? Who are they going up against? This is why the WNBA, nobody watches that shit. And this is, I mean, enough to shit on the WNBA, but we all know that every year they lose money, and the NBA is funding that shit just to keep it afloat. And the problem with the WNBA, you heard me on this platform and other sports platforms when I was a guest, you know, the issue with the WNBA, people want to see dunks. The NBA, they want to see dunks. College basketball, they want to see dunks. I, shit, I'll I put it like this with the WNBA. I would love to see 
10th grade basketball players, you know, guys, whatever, the best 10th grade basketball this country has to offer versus the Liberty, uh, Indiana Fever, the Dallas Wings, you know, or the L.A. Sparks, whatever. Let me see that. Because we know, for the most part, we know without knowing that if we were to gamble, that, that a college basketball team, the average college basketball team probably could take any WNBA team for the most part. You know, if you're a D1 team, or you're Kentucky, you're Dukes, you're, you're, you're Michigan State's, uh, you know, Arizona's, you probably could beat any of these WNBA teams because of the physicality, their speed, they're faster, they're more athletic. It is what it is, and, high, and the rims are higher. If the WNBA rims was lower, people probably would more watch, including me. I would like to see more dunking. I want to see a, a, a person dunk on somebody in the WNBA. That's why we like the NBA. We, we watch the top ten highlights. On you know after days to see who dunked on who, uh, Jalen Brown dunk on Otto Porter or some shit, just throwing it out there, or or Obi Toppin windmill dunks. We want to see dunks. WNBA does not provide that. It's like watching sixth grade basketball because the rims are high, they can't dunk. So I I bring this back full circle. You know this hiring, all right, is a is bunch of bullshit, exaggerated bullshit because we want to see when they're strapping on the cleats. When they're strapping on the pads, when they're going to make a fucking hit. That's what we're talking about here, all right? And, and they, can't, they can't politically correct say this without getting kicked off the air. You can't go on Sheep SPN. You can't go on ABC. You can't go on Fox Sports. You can't go on none of these sports networks because you're going to offend somebody. I'm just telling the truth. We're just keeping it, keeping it in the fuck, keeping it in the real. However, nonetheless, Sandra Douglas Morgan, congratulations as a hire in the front office because of your ties, because of your credentials, which are tied to the city and well-qualified as an attorney. The hiring on that angle makes fucking sense. However, we already know what the real elephant in the room is. Let's see somebody like that get on the field and make tackles. That's where I want to leave that topic on that. All right? Now... One more, you know, a couple more topics before I get on. Well, actually, three more, right? Let me try to fly through this in five minutes each, right? Um, economically, we saw what happened last year with the Major League Baseball All-Star game um, leaving the Atlanta metro area, right? We saw that uh, the game was taken away because political reasons. It was bullshit, all right? It was bullshit. Um and they, the game got moved to Denver, Colorado, right? Well, first of all, first and foremost, you already know where I stand. I, I don't watch uh, all-star events. I know they got the game in L.A. this year, the all-star game. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to use that time like I normally do to catch up on my TV shows and movies, to chop it up with the sports fans here on this pl- platform, and, be, you know, when we talk sports, you know, and have some fun with that, right? But um, the MLB or the Metro Atlanta area wants to return MLB Back to the uh, the Metro Atlanta because technically the game they don't play in the city of Atlanta. The game is played in Cobb County, Atlanta, a little bit north of uh, the city of Atlanta. Remember the, the, how the situation was. Um, the city had to make a decision back in 2016 to fund one stadium. They picked the Falcons over the Braves. It, it, just to make a long story short, the Falcons got the new Mercedes uh, Benz Stadium. Cobb County helped fund the, the, the stadium in Cobb. You know, so at, the, the Braves left um, Fulton County Stadium or whatever it was called, uh, downtown Atlanta in the black community 
They went to Cobb County. And right now, they want to bring back the All-Star game uh, because they never – like, they build a lot of shops, I guess, because um, I've been over there a few times before, right? They uh, they build it uh, bars and, 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 and workplace eat situations for you can have All-Star games. This is, this is the reason why they build new stadiums, right? So – one of the biggest reasons is to lure the All-Star game. Remember, Atlanta was trying to get the All-Star game for a minute, but since there was no sports bars and amenities, updated amenities like it is in Chicago and around Yankee Stadium and Boston and uh, all these other places, this is why they you know, this is why they moved the game to Denver because of the political reasons, right? So they're trying to bring it back to Atlanta. Now, I get it. Economically, you want to get a return on your investment for all the monies and millions you put into a new stadium, the work shop, the eat place shit. I get it. It's business move. Business first and foremost. Can't take it away. You know, if I was a Braves fan and I'm not economically vested in this shit, and especially after sticking it to Major League Baseball, winning the World Series over the Houston Astros uh, in the 2021 season, I would say I'll give them a heavy fuck you if I'm not economically vested. So it really depends on what part, what side of the business you are, if you are the producer or you're the consumer. So if you are a sports fan, you're not economically vested in this shit, and especially if you're a Braves fan who's been going to Braves games loyally, give them say, fuck that All-Star game. Sit. You took it away from us when we done nothing because of bullshit propaganda politically that had nothing to do with baseball, no scandals within the sport. It was because of political reasons you decided to move the game from Metro Atlanta to Denver. So if I'm a fan and I don't have no economic interest or vested, I would give them the proverbial middle finger and a fuck you, don't come back. However, if I am an owner, a vendor, an entrepreneur, if I uh, help build this, you know, you know, usher, if you work at the stadium, you, your main monies of tips and 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 you're, you're, you're especially recovering from COVID, you you're welcome that shit. You begging, you're kind of begging to want them to come back. So I get both sides of the argument. So I find this topic very interesting depending on what side of the argument you are on. I wanted to touch up a little bit on that, right? <clears throat> let's see, let's see. Um, I wrote it down because I, I almost forgot about talking about this. I mentioned this with Chris uh, on the last football episode, and this is all about money with college football. And listen, man, <laughs> UCLA and USC in the Big Ten added a huge blow to the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is dead, man. That shit is fucking dead. And this, the problem with it is, is, is geographically located, well, part of the reason. It's not marketed to the East Coast fan because the games come on late. They got to move these games early on so everybody can get a vested interest, right? Everybody's bought into the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, to a certain extent, the Big 12. These are your big four major conferences in college football. These are the money makers and drivers of all college sports. This is why this is why they had the whole big-ass uh, uh, debate on paying college athletes. And not just college football players, but just all college athletes, even though I don't think a lot of the – if you're the golf team or the swim team, nobody's going to watch your shit. Everybody knows you're, the booster money is going to the football. That's where all the money is. The TV network money is college football and sports betting. This is why a lot of these college athletes are making more money than any, than any time in history, and it's only going to go up. 
With that being said, UCLA, USC is in the same boat. They see the money. They're chasing the bag. Big Ten, here it comes. And it could work. Oh, it definitely could work. Geographically, L.A., what's the closest team in the Big Ten to the uh, to, to California? Somewhere in the Midwest, what? Uh, is it Minnesota or oh, Northwestern? <laughs> is it Northwestern? Um I mean, that's going to be a lot of flying. See, this is where 2022 logistics comes into play. I don't think 20 years ago or even 10 years ago you would sign off on team going back and forth with uh, UCLA or USC and Los Angeles flying back and forth maybe on an every other week basis. Or you may have a situation where you're going to have to bring the tutors out to the East Coast. Uh, or to the Midwest, or, or, or Mideast, per se, you know, Ohio, Michigan for these games, Indiana, we're playing the Hoosiers, or, or shit, you've got a game, you got to play Rutgers at this point, you got to fly to uh, fucking Piscataway, you know what I'm saying, to play the Rutgers, man, the Scarlet Knights. You're going to see, <laughs> you're going to see UCLA versus Rutgers, USC versus Rutgers in the, in the, in the aforementioned future, man. You're going to see this shit. It's going to happen. They're chasing the money. And, and, all, and kudos to... Uh, USC and UCLA, they're, they were tired of this shit. This is, this is a win-win for USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. This is a huge L for fucking Pac-12, man. USC and UCLA are, go, are now going to get recruits that maybe they were going to maybe Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Maryland, you know, any of these Big Ten schools. They're, they're now going to go to LA. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You know how beautiful... Los Angeles is between late August, it was hot as fucking late August, but let's say September, October, a little bit of November before the Big Ten Championship, you might see the Big Ten Championship now in SoFi Stadium now. You know how much money that fucking conference is going to make now? This Big Ten, that's a good come up, man. You took the team in South Central, well, South Los Angeles, South of downtown in Southern California, and you took the bougie team out in, like, Westwood, where the, the Bruins are, that's UCLA, you get in the back, you go to, okay, the Big Ten Championship has been what, for the most part, in, has always been in Indianapolis. That's kind of the heart where the heart of those games have been since the new stadium, the Lucas Oil Stadium. I've been there before. Fantastic venue because it, it, it's a good college town. It's a good town to navigate in. It's not a lot of driving. Everything's downtown Indianapolis. And it makes sense because Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin, all, all they're all close to Indiana. It's centrally located. If you're from Pennsylvania or even Maryland and Jersey, you could get to these games easily to Indianapolis. Now you can move this fucking <laughs> You can move this game to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles who are dying for bids. You know, you got the, the big WrestleMania events, Super Bowl events. Uh, you just had the Super Bowl there, right? So it's a win-win for the Big Ten. Pac-12, how are you going to recover from this? The, the Pac-12 was heavily driven off those L.A. teams. USC and UCLA, in particular UCLA. Wow. Fucking wow. I just, I just floored by it all together, man. I really am. So um, I don't know. You're gonna, you're probably gonna have to see Arizona and Oregon do the same thing. I was kind of remember I kinda, if you heard my voice and we were talking about it on the football it was kind of. This is actually the Big East all over again with Syracuse left, uh, uh, Pittsburgh left, Boston College left. They went to the ACC. 
uh, schools because college football was kind of running shit and they, getting the college football bag, the money bag, because that's, that's, that's the driver. And, you know, those tickets are more than the NFL in, mo- in most of these cities, man. Uh, so, yeah, c- congratulations to UCLA and USC. Last topic, man. Here's the last topic before I get off on uh, this episode. Um, Brittany Griner. Um, listen, man. I mean, it's common sense. Uh, it probably was a mistake. I'll be honest. It probably was a mistake to have uh, a substance or less than an ounce. But you got to be careful, especially when you travel internationally. I'm always careful. Like, I travel internationally. I am always triple checking my bag on what's in it and what should not be in it. Uh, this is probably what was a mistake. I'll give the benefit of that doubt. But she brought that on herself. You have got to be careful. Now, as she's an athlete, a professional athlete, she's played a professional basketball in Russia. She's probably used to quickly packing a bag to get on a flight to fly somewhere. I mean, that's just, you know, you know, the, the, any athlete, you know, WNBA, NBA, whatever, like, you know, whatever level of sport, you're always, always coming and going, getting on, going to the airport and flying out. So you just got to be very careful. And I wouldn't even trust anybody to pack my shit. You pack your own shit because it's your ass at the end of the day that's going to be liable for anything that should not be in there, right? So Brittany Griner was catching a lot of heat on social media, man. And, and a lot of it she brought on herself. Now, depending on, and this is where politics has carried over into sports over the last couple of years, uh, she's been on the uh, left side of the aisle as far as protesting the American flag, refusing to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, where it's your American right to do so or not to do so. But when you do not do so, and and something like this happens in a foreign country where in a communist country like Russia, you're going to catch social media backlash in hell. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just the way of the world because people are going to come out and troll you, and some of it is petty. And I'm a petty guy. I, I, it is what it is. So I'm the type that's going to sit in, sit on the, the hills of the things, uh, from, the, from the hills with my binoculars. Hey, it is what it is. Like, you were talking gang of shit. Even though you went out and won a gold medal for women's basketball, the USA basketball team, and congratulations to your accomplishments, but your accomplishments as a civilian in a foreign land has nothing to do with that, all right? Nobody, obviously, the administration does not give a fuck about your uh, your, your celebrity, per se. As a matter of fact, and I even saw her coach. I saw an article in the New York Post, right, about her coach said if this was LeBron James, he already be home. Absolutely fucking not. He would not be home. If this, first of all, LeBron James, as much as a lot of people give him hell so uh, politically as far as what he's done and the Black Lives Matter this and all that, uh, he has a squeaky, a squeaky clean image. He's been a great husband to his fan, uh, to his wife, uh, a great father figure to his two sons and his daughter. LeBron James is the wrong example to say, oh, he will be home quickly. Uh, that's not true. If anything, Russia would know that LeBron James' stature, uh, his celebrity, oh, they're going to hold on to that bargaining chip. You could probably have a bargaining chip of trading or swapping a Britney Griner for something. And I was seeing, like, you know, I don't know a lot of this shit. I'm just following. the. I re- do my research, and I, I see, you know, because I don't know this shit because I don't, you know, you take it for a word, take it with a grain of salt. 
make put two or two together, and if it happens, it happens. A swap for a two for one, three for two, whatever. I don't know if it's going to happen. It, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, if it don't. Here's the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. Learn from Grit and Griner. Here's the big move. Whether you're talking shit or you're not talking shit about the country you reside in, do a full sweep on the bags you pack if you're hitting the airport. You do not be liable for the shit you put in your bag and come to bite you in the back and bite you in the ass. And, uh, and hopefully it all works out for every party. And that's why I got the saying thank you for uh, listening to this episode of Azul Unfiltered Return from Summer. Uh, the summer vacation, I, I could have done another week on this shit, another break, man. I want to catch up on some more of my shows and catch some more breaks. But uh, thank you, man. We'll probably get into the baseball and probably some of the NBA Summer League. Check out the website as we update Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. My thoughts on the MLS. My thoughts on the, the Las Vegas Raiders hire. My thoughts on Major League Baseball returning to the metro Atlanta area. I didn't get to the NBA Summer League versus NHL. I had to touch on the Britain grind. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please uh, uh, share it, retweet it, and, and give it a, a follow and, and support. And if you have a vision, and go out for it and get it, man. I just believe, man. Uh, sound of this one, ladies and gentlemen. Please, blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.